Heroes Not Included is a serialized story podcast featuring actual play of Dungeons & Dragons 5th edition from Wizards of the Coast. Wizards of the Coast own their respective trademarks, copyrights, and related materials. A special thanks to all the great people at Wizards of the Coast for all their hard work creating wonderful games for us to play. Previously on Heroes Not Included. So Jalister asks Ganesh to help the Lord's Alliance to protect the Dung Sweepers for a 10-day. And of course, you know, Ganesh is like, yeah. So we make our way to the Moleskull Tavern in the Dock Ward to protect the Dung Sweepers and are attacked by a carrion crawler. Uh, of course we kill it. Job well done. We're wiping the gunk off us, making our way back to the old Troll Skull Tavern. Uh, where we find a note to brick me old China. It was me old mate, right? Mm-hmm. Like my old friend. Yeah. And it's kind of a, a veiled threat of violence. And so we kind of, you know, share a mutual shiver about that a little bit. But then we kind of forget about it because we go to search for Maxine, the talking donkey. Not included. So, the next day, you make your way out of the North Ward and up north, just north of the city, to where a lot of the caravan warehouses are and where a lot of the caravans drop off trade goods. And you spend an entire day literally walking around looking for whispering to horses. You notice that um, Brick tends to walk up to a horse and just start talking to them. (laughs) Are you Maxine? Wink if your name is Maxine. Oh my god. Yes. Unfortunately, <laughs> to no avail. Mm-hmm. You make your way back to the Troll Skull Tavern that night empty handed. I walk around with a clipboard talking to people and asking the names of their horses. Okay. Their, yeah, their horses. I mean, like, well, I'm looking for one named Maxine. It says on her record that she's uh, late on vaccination, so I can't let her into the city. Without those vaccinations, so I'm trying to find her, <laughs> make sure that she doesn't come through without that, you know, paperwork, city watch. It's kind of hard. I uh, immediately people, adopt that story. Several people attempt to bribe you, even though none of their horses are named Maxine. <laughs> Problems. Because mm-hmm. uh, several of the traders didn't <laughs> realize that their horses had to be vaccinated, and they have no interest in getting that problem sorted. And they're not even sure what a vaccination is, mm-hmm. frankly, because this whole idea of vaccinations and germs and such, that's whole new. Yeah. It's new. All they know it's is, a word I made up. Yeah. All they know is that you're dressed as a city watchman talking about new regulations, and they're trying to bribe. They try to bribe you several times. Does Ganesh take any of the bribes? If I oh, knew what vaccinations were. This made up rule that he just created. Yeah. <laughs> I think I think I assume that a vaccination is like an accredit accreditation, like some sort of credential. Hmm. Do I think that these people are like shady? I mean, they're trying to bribe me, but is that like a thing shady? People you know do? that a lot of the watch that work up here amongst these people take bribes. Hmm. Bribing is a very common way to get things done in a bureaucratic system such as this. Make money. Make money. Uh, I'm gonna take it. And I am going to set it aside 
and later in the evening I am going to drop it off at my orcish nonprofit of choice. Nice. Okay. All right. So you end up dropping off 30 gold pieces that evening. Nice. The Ooh. next day, since you had no luck up north, you make your way to the south of the city. And there, once again, you begin asking around. Everybody, please give me an intelligence investigation check. Oh, why are you the wow. smartest, dumbest character? <laughs> okay, well, 18. I'm actually brilliant, but I got a 7. <laughs> I got a 3. This involves a little bit of streetwise. Yeah, this actually makes sense. Yeah. I'm streetwise, but I got a 9. So, Brick, you're walking around, and you're talking to various horses, and as you're walking... Because you do. <laughs> you know, and none of them are winking at you. None <laughs> of them are engaging you at all. But as you're walking down this pathway around these stables, you hear this voice say, Oh, yeah, oats again. Oh, sure, I love oats. What about an apple? Wouldn't mind. Would it hurt to give me a piece of cheese? I don't know. Maybe I would like some sugar. No, you get oats. Oats every single freaking day. Oats, oats, oats. So I kind of cock an eyebrow, and then I just start moving in that direction. Okay, you walk around the corner into the stables, and you kind of make your way down, and you find, sure enough, this draft horse. And as they're chewing on the oats, you hear them going, mmm, yeah, yum, yum, oh, yeah, oats, mmm, good, mm, yeah, that's just what I needed. Hi, Maxine. The horse kind of stops, and it kind of cocks its head at you, kind of looks at you with one eye, and then kind of looks at you again. It says, you got an apple? Uh, no, but... I no, have... they never have apples. I mean, I could get you one. I would like an apple. But, um, I could get you an apple if you could, you know, give, give me a little information. Information? I'm a horse. <laughs> well, I imagine as a horse you see a lot. Um, like, what kind of stuff do you see? I don't know. I'm not a horse. I'm curious. <laughs> Okay, uh, Brick, give me a persuasion check, please. Okay. Charisma persuasion Persuade check. that horse, Brick. I'm gonna. Oh my god. <laughs> oh my can god. you roll anything other than 20s? Brick can only roll 20s. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, that is a 23. Wow. Wow. Well, Maxine goes, who's asking? Arthur Brick. Uh, and why do you want to know, Arthur Brick? Well... I've heard that you might know something about an organization uh, by the name of Zintarum. Is that true? Oh. Oh, I see. Oh, okay, okay. So, a little on the down low information. That's right. Well, you are not the, you are not the one I expected, I gotta tell you. I swear. Alright, now this is for an apple, right? You're gonna bring me an apple. If it's good information, I'll bring you two. I will give you one piece of information now, and another when I see both apples. Fair enough. Oh, no, there's two apples. I well, like them apples. I recall giving a ride to a, a sun elf, and after the second apple, I'll tell you more. All right. Don't you go anywhere. I'm in a stable with freaking oats. Where am I going? I'm just turning and okay. trying to find an apple. <laughs> Well, there's apples around. All and right. For someone with uh, Brick's uh, capacity, mm -hmm. I doubt it would be very tough to get a hold of. Give me a sleight of hand check. All right. Uh, that's a 20. Yep. What? 
Is this Brick's day? Yeah, it is. Brick is having a day. We All should right. go try to kill a dragon. <laughs> While you're rolling we should hot. go rob Lady Silverhand. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so I'm going back to the stable. All right, you come back to the stable with two apples. Uh, I assume you hand one of them mm-hmm. to Maxine. Maxine scarfs down the apple. Oh, that is nice. Sweet, juicy. All right, so where was I? Oh, yeah, Sun Elf. I saw a Sun Elf and his half-orc bodyguard two days ago. I picked him up at an intersection. I don't know which one. You know, one with buildings and stone and brick. It's an intersection. I picked him up, and I dropped him off at the Yarning Portal. Mm. And while we were going, they were talking about hiring spies to root out Xanthar Guild hideouts in the city. I don't know their names, but one of them was a half-orc, and the other one was dressed in armor, had a helmet on, and a mace. Armor, mace, got it. I'll have the other apple now. You bet a very good horse. Okay. It comes naturally. Eats the other apple. Oh, this is so good. Oh, so good. All right. Brick has this. Has been told all this information. Now the key is to find out, Brick, how much of it you can relay back to your comrades. Mm-hmm. I assume that you all had kind of set up a, a meet. We'll meet back at the gate at you know. Mm-hmm. Sure. Mm-hmm. You know, that makes sense. Fifteen bells or whatever. Yeah. All right, yeah, well, you get back there, and you see Brick leaning up against the stone, looking pretty satisfied with himself. Oi, why do you look so satisfied? <laughs> I found the horse. What? What? Maxie, what? I found it. Well, where, where is she? I want to meet Maxine. I mean, I guess we could go, but I don't know, it's kind of an ornery horse. Only one wanted apples. <gasps> Duh. What did she say? Yeah, yeah, spill it. She she had some information about some Zentarum information, yeah, yeah. Uh there was a uh sun elf with uh, some armor and a, a a mace, yeah, a mace. Um and with with that sun elf there was a half orc. Also armored. I uh, maybe that's not right. Uh, oh my god. Uh, some something <laughs> about an intersection. They met at uh, the yawning portal. Well, that's something. Okay, that's yeah, that, good. That's a actual piece of information. And, yes. Uh, oh yeah, they were they were hiring spies to try and uh, infiltrate the uh, Xanathar's, uh, you know, warehouse oh. and stuff. Hmm. Yeah. Good information, right? That's great information. Wait well, a minute. It, it at least gives us a... The dudes that we got in a fight work. with at the yawning portal, one of them was a half-orc, too. Is it the same? Did we just get given the information of the people that we fought with? No, remember... Well, you don't know, but um, if Arthur remembers, Arthur might be able to tell you that it was only two days ago that this information uh-huh. came from. I wrote it down. Yeah, and I guess uh, this happened about uh, two two days ago. It's probably not the same one, but it's weird that they're hanging out at the yawning portal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That means something. You cracked the case. I guess I did. Good job, mate. Thank you. I still would like to meet Maxine. This way. <laughs> you all follow? 
Sure. All right. I'm going to keep my eyes peeled for horsey snacks on the way. Apples, sugar. Yeah? Yeah. Give me a sleight of hand check. Four. Hey, what are you doing? Get your hands off that. Those are mine. Well, could I buy them? No, they're not for sale. And then they look over and they see you and they're like, you going to do something? This person's trying to steal from me. She's trying to buy from you. I you don't want to give her a chance. That's not what she was doing. She was going to pick those. She had those in her hand. Listen, I would never. It's not wrong. Ever do that. I, I, and so I, how'd they get in your hand? Because I want to buy them from you. If you're not willing to sell them, I won't buy them. But I was just trying to make a fair sale. She was trying to steal from me. Constable, she was trying to steal from me. Can you give the player a, a charisma check on this? Because she's doing a thing. She's trying to persuade. I was persuading. Yeah, you can you can do a persuasion roll if you want. Yeah. We'll see. It's the bard. The bard. Oh, the come on, bard. Boy. I advocated for you. It's an eight. Rocking a bard place. Well, Ganesh, what do you say? This I person's say, mad. I say fine. I clap her in irons, and I walk away with her. Okay. And then we turn the corner, and I take them off. Okay. I wail over. We got to use that one more often. <laughs> Brick, do you just five finger discount a couple more apples and hand them to? Eddie? Yeah. Probably while that was going on, I was just yeah. <laughs> tucking them away. Oh my god. Leave the crime to the criminal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well. Uh, Brick, you finally lead people back to the stable where you encountered Maxine, and in the stall there, the stall is empty. The, uh, the, the horse was here. I didn't make it up. <laughs> Waving my I like how you, that's immediately you just assume that we're going to think you just made it all up. You're this crazy horse person. Uh, um, there were too many details for Brick to have just made it up. I know. I, in my head, the moment he said that, I'm like, I'm so confident that you didn't make that up because you couldn't make that up. No offense. Um, <laughs> I don't say that out loud. I'm going to say, well, if you see Maxine around anywhere, I really want to talk to her. Yeah, what color horse was she? What color? Brown. Brown. You know, typical horse. That narrows it down, yeah. Not indistinctive. Nope, just regular horse. Brown with black uh, black mane. She talked, so that was a big... Yeah. (laughs) That's really the distinction there. That's the distinction. Thus, when she was described, she was described as a talking mare. Mm -hmm. So, um... Well, at least we have something to give Mert now. Yeah, phew. If you're enjoying this Heroes Not Included episode, you can follow us on Twitter at HNI underscore podcast for the latest news and show updates. Also, please consider becoming a patron. Our patrons not only help us keep the lights on, they also gain special behind-the-screen access, including patron-only podcasts, videos, and more. To become a patron, visit our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash heroes not included. All right. Well, you make your way back to the tavern where you have the opportunity to sit down and try and get more information out of Brick until finally you feel like you have the full story of what was told and you mm-hmm. eat. I'm eating apples proudly as yes. I'm telling Several the apples. Yeah. 
Shortly after dinner, you see a paper bird fly through the window and land on your table. That's a good bit of magic there. That's good. I need to learn that one. I'm gonna That's look very good. like look around at nothing and be like, Mert, and I'm gonna open up the paper. You open it up and you see that it is blank. The only thing written on it at the top is report. <gasps> and I think I understand this. I mean, your penmanship is probably better than mine, but I'm so excited. You could go ahead. So I'm gonna go ahead and write what I find. Okay, you write it all down. And as soon as you're done writing, it folds itself back up into a bird and flies out the window. <gasps> oh, I love that. Cool. Mm, I hope cool. that goes to the right person. <laughs> Uh, that evening, you fall asleep. You all feel well-rested. You've been doing a lot of walking back and forth across the entire city for the last couple weeks. Sucks. The next day, as you wake up and you're sitting there and you're breaking your fast with small beer and bread and all sorts of other good things, you see a flash of orange light. You hear a massive explosion come from out in front of the tavern. You all jump out of your seats and run out the door to see a massive singed area in the middle. Dead bodies laying places. <gasps> buildings on fire. What? And it seems something has exploded just outside your door. What do each of you do? I'm running out. You run outside. Ganesh runs outside. I follow Ganesh. Brick follows Ganesh. I squeal and cast mage armor. Good. Danny squeals and casts mage armor. And then then follows after after I can. Okay. Is there are we the only people in here right now? In your tavern, yes. Mm-hmm. It's the morning. You haven't opened up yet. Yeah, okay, I'm heading out. You um, run out as well. We don't have any of those uh, early morning alcoholics that come in, they're just waiting at the door <laughs> for us to open. No, no. Well this is before you would open for breakfast. Okay. Before I head out though, going to yell to leave. <laughs> leave, stay here. And then I'm gonna run outside. Okay, you run outside as well. All um, right. Can I say that I have like my shield? Because I wouldn't be in my full plate right now because it's the morning. But yeah. like maybe my shield is like by the door. Okay. Yeah, you can have your shield. Okay. All right. Thank Otherwise, you. the rest of you are in your morning clothes. Okay. All right. Yeah, you run out on. Yeah. You run out into the street, and there is this billowing smoke, and you you in fact do see charred bodies laying in the middle of the street. And thankfully, it doesn't look like any of the buildings have caught fire. But the explosion rattled buildings up and down. I mean, it's a small alleyway, right? So you see busted windows that have been blown out. And Is Rochelle's okay? Yes. Okay. You see busted windows, and you see people yelling and screaming. I mean, imagine if an explosion has just gone off, right? Some people are in shock. Some people are yelling and screaming. Some people are running. You know, some people are just standing there trying to figure out what the heck has gone on. Can I... Gunesh, you know from your training and your experience that it is only a matter of minutes before the city guards, city watch, and probably the watchful order show up and lock everything down. Okay, uh, I start hustling towards where I assume the, like, center of the explosion was. Okay. You see people starting to come out of their homes, much as you have, and much out of their stores to see what is going on. I'm going to start casting Detect Magic as a ritual. Oh, okay. Very good. 
And I am going to check out the charred carcasses and see if anyone is salvageable and start casting Healing Word. So, Ganesh. I said I was running towards where I assumed the center of the explosion was. Yeah, well, you can see a big, huge, burned black spot. And you can see that there are 11 bodies dead in the middle of this black spot. Pandy, you finish casting your ritual spell and you detect a strong aura of evocation magic. Okay. Eddie, uh, you follow along with Gunesh to get there to see that everyone in the blast radius is dead. You see there is one elderly female human. You see two cloaked male humans. You see two female humans and one male half-elf dressed rather plainly. You see one male gnome whose cloak is still on fire and is holding a dagger. Or you stomp out the fire. And you see two female halflings and two male halflings. And you see the remains of what looks like musical instruments. The two cloaked humans are wearing, uh, were wearing leather armor and they had long swords at their side. Can Can I? I? Oh. Um, can, can we investigate? Uh, you and Eddie can both give me a perception check. Uh, I can tell you what you find. Pandy. Yeah. You, like I said, uh, detect a strong presence, uh, the, the strong residue of evocation magic. Okay. And it's emanating forth from the center where the charred area is pretty yes. much. Yes. And I will allow you to make an arcana check uh, okay. with advantage oh. since you cast a detect magic. Yes. Okay. 19. You are almost positive that it was a fireball spell. Classic. Eddie and Ganesh, what were your perception checks? I got a 9. Okay. I got a 13, and I want to sort of specifically maybe try and focus on what this group of people was doing here. Like, do they look like they were all together, or was it a random selection of people? Or Okay. Ganesh, you probably won't make detective anytime soon. Yeah, I know. Eddie, it looks like a, a random selection. Like I said, you, you notice that the gnome died with clutching a dagger. And you notice that there are two cloaked individuals wearing leather armor and who have long swords. But the others don't seem to be armed in any way. Like I said, there are the four halflings. Two of them seem to have been carrying musical instruments. So I think Brick would be checking for, like, if there's any kind of, like, gang-related or any kind of insignias on anybody, like, checking for tattoos. Or- okay, so Brick, give me a perception check. And how thorough are you going to be in looking over uh, the corpses? Pretty thorough. Okay. So give me a perception check, please. Oh, That's uh, 11. 11. Yeah, you don't see anything out of the ordinary. I mean, other than the fact that, you know, these are 11 charred corpses. Mm-hmm. While Brick is looking over that, I'm going to shout to the others. This was a fireball spell. It was fired nearby. I'm going to look around, and I'm going to go off toward the street that gives that I have a hunch that maybe it might have come toward come from. Okay. I'm going to head that way and start looking through alleys and stuff. Well, you know, there are quite a few people who have come out of their homes, and you see some people who are already standing in the street kind of looking at what's going on, much as you all did. I'll tell, I'll so there's definitely some eyewitnesses around. Okay. So I'll make—I'll still go in the same direction that I would have gone. 
I would like to start questioning people to see if they saw anyone running from this area or saw anyone doing anything arcane. Okay. I'm also going to turn my attention to the crowd. Okay. You can tell from the way it exploded and the way people are laying mm-hmm. uh, that it came from further down the alleyway. Okay. Eddie, you had the highest perception check, so the thing that you notice more than anything is that the gnome is closest to the tavern and looks as though it, the gnome was facing the tavern when the explosion went off. Hmm. Does it seem like he had... Was he close enough that he may have had an intention of entering the tavern? Absolutely. And he had a dagger out? He had a dagger out, yeah. I'm going to count on Ganesh and Pandy to do the interrogations. And whoa, I... Whoa, whoa, Nobody said anything <laughs> interrogations about interrogations. Interrogations is a strong word. Yeah. <laughs> to do the Could you imagine Pandy trying to interrogate someone? So, um, <laughs> look, I love what you've done with your hair. Um, please tell us what we want to know. Thank you. Cut it all off. Oh, my God. So I am going to, I guess, more thoroughly investigate. Like, I'm going to start picking pockets looking for state IDs. Okay, give me an investigation check. State IDs. (laughs) You're looking for their water deep cards? Yeah, Yeah. I want to see some water deep cards, and I want to see them now. I'm pulling orca cards. (laughs) That's a two. Two? Brick, you notice that Eddie is... Lying on the ground looking towards the explosion. That Eddie is not doing a great job of pillaging bodies. Mm-hmm. And given your background, mm-hmm. um, you know how to properly pillage a body. So I am going to say that Eddie has helped you by inspiring you to show off exactly how you take stuff from a dead person. By directly showing you how not to. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I, I just picture Eddie just running up to the bodies and actually asking them, hey, got anything on you? Well, I feel like, <laughs> I feel like for you, Brick, it's, it's a matter of, it, it's a point of pride. Yeah. You know, if you're going to steal oh. stuff from dead people, there's a way to do it. There's mm-hmm. a way to do it right. Good for you. Right. So why don't you give me uh, another uh, perception check? And this time, uh, you have advantage on it because you have some... Inspiring help. Thanks for that. Bard. Awkwardly picking charred pockets. There we go. 17. 17. All right. Brick, you've noticed a few things. First, one of the dead male humans has a black winged snake tattooed on his right forearm. And Brick, you know immediately that that tattoo is one of the Black Network, the Zentarum. The second thing you notice is that the dead gnome has dry sewer waste on his boots and cloak, suggesting he has spent time in the sewers recently. And you also notice that he has a pouch containing five large gemstones. Mm. That's the gnome? Mm-hmm. So I tuck away the pouch. Uh, give me a sleight of hand check. The tuck away does imply Because oh. um, see if anyone notices I'm you go- stealing. I'm, I'm going to use my inspiration uh. on that one. <laughs> Blow your inspiration on that. It's in character. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, Bricked it. So that's just a six. A six. All right. Uh, yeah, you go to you go to pick up Wait, the pouch. Do, do, do I notice him? No, doing you this? and Pandy are, are speaking to the crowd. Okay. Uh, you, I'm watching. You go to pick up the pouch, and you see Eddie looking right at you, and you see 
everyone standing around these dead bodies now watching you. So I just put it down on his chest and kind of pat it. <laughs> and I'm just I'm, kidding. I'm gonna try and bail you out because I realize this is embarrassing and say, "Wow, Britt, thanks so much for helping me find some clues. What'd you find?" And I'm gonna go look at the pouch. Okay. As if it's a clue as opposed to something you were going to steal off of this dead person. So I go and I grab the guy's <laughs> arm who has the tattoo. Yeah. And I just kind of lift it up. Zintarum. Check. All right, Pandy, Gunesh. So, Pandy, you notice that Fala is one of the people, one of the witnesses here standing around. I assume you want to talk to Fala? Yeah, I want to talk to Fala. Fala, what happened? Okay. Are you okay? You can tell that Fala is shaken. And they reply with, I was watering plants in the greenhouse on the second floor of my shop when the blast blew out some of my windows. Luckily, I wasn't injured. Through the smoke, I saw a cloaked man take something from the body of a dead gnome and then started limping away. He was badly burned and casting glances over his shoulder, like he was afraid someone might be following him. I think he headed around the bent nail. Ganesh, you happen to find a water deviant person of obvious wealth and privilege standing on the steps just outside of Trench's office, the Tiger's Eye. They are watching the scene with great interest. Uh, I guess I approach them, since Mm -hmm. they are the person you have pointed out to me, and I say, you seem to be rather planted here. Did you see what happened? Well, I can say that it was obviously magic of some sort. And I tell you that the thing that casted it was not a man. More like a puppet shaped like a man. A puppet without strings, even. It was on the rooftop. It hurled something into the crowd below that caused the explosion. I saw those halflings burned alive. I saw that. Well, um, if you need a drink later, feel free. Uh, I feel like we're probably going to run a little discount for the neighborhood here, so um, feel free to pop by later. You know, the puppet reminded me of those things that you see from the House of Inspired Hands during the summer parade. Thank you for listening to Heroes Not Included. If you enjoyed this episode, please take a moment to rate and review us. We'd love to hear from you. You can find all our episodes on Podbean and on our website at heroesnotincluded.com. Don't miss an episode. Subscribe today using your favorite podcast app. Also, you can follow us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash heroes not included. And finally, our podcast is supported by Josh Heddle, Allison McManus, Shane Fetters, Jake McNinch, Amy Trout, and Matt Mitten, along with all our awesome patrons. To become a patron and gain access to our special patron-only podcast, visit our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash heroes not included. Until next time, be the hero. Be the hero.